Welcome to More Attention, Less Deficit, the free podcast version of the book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save an additional 25%. So that's pretty cool. I'm psychologist Dr. R.A. Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. Welcome to the episode, Is ADHD a Gift? Now, I have to admit that I've been hesitant to do this topic because I don't want it to offend or upset anyone. This is a topic that leads to strong emotions, and strong emotions tends to lead to misinterpreting what someone is saying. So let me be extremely clear about this. Although you may initially doubt me, I want this to be an uplifting podcast. I want you to walk away from this feeling good about yourself. So stay with me through to the end and see where it takes you. My hope and my prediction is that you'll be happy that you did. I met a feisty woman at last year's ADA conference who had a great line. If ADHD is a gift, then why does my presence suck so much? With laser-like precision and stunning bluntness, she perfectly captured the problem with the idea that ADHD confers some sort of positive qualities. I'll also be so bold as to assume that you wouldn't be wasting your time on this podcast if you were reveling in the joys of untreated ADHD. Despite these well-documented struggles, there's still this conventional wisdom out there that ADHD has positive qualities. For example, that it gives people greater energy, intelligence, spontaneity, creativity, or artistic abilities. Related to this, some people claim that having ADHD makes a person more successful at certain careers, such as entrepreneurship, sales, military service, computers, arts, or hands-on jobs. Rather, I would say that it isn't that they're extra talented in these areas because of their ADHD, so much as that their weaknesses are less problematic or are better tolerated in those careers. While I totally agree with the well-meaning motives behind helping ADHD folks feel better about themselves and their various struggles, there are some important problems with relying on this idea that ADHD is a gift. Now, the first problem is that it just isn't true, that research has consistently found that ADHD does not give any kind of advantage. The handful of studies that found things like greater intelligence had serious problems in their design, making the results questionable, or frankly, even worthless. It would be kind of like finding the average height of a professional basketball team and thereby concluding that the average American male is almost seven feet tall. Poor research designs give worthless results. By contrast, there are hundreds of well-constructed studies that document the many and pervasive problems associated with ADHD. Of course, if you're taking the time out of your busy life to listen to this podcast, you don't need to read the studies to know this is true. Of course, people with ADHD have all sorts of good qualities, but it isn't because of 
their ADHD. Now, this is the key point in where some people draw connections that just don't exist. It's like saying that blondes have more fun. I mean, some of them do, but, you know, some of them don't. And in either case, it doesn't have anything to do with the color of their hair. The person with ADHD would have those same positive qualities even if you were born without ADHD. So we shouldn't draw a causal connection between the two. So the creative person is indeed creative, but it has nothing to do with her ADHD. The second problem with touting ADHD's benefits is that a lot of people have worked really, really hard to gain legal protections and accommodations in school and at work for folks with ADHD. So to talk about the positive qualities gives ammunition to the critics who would like to remove those protections. You know, after all, why should we spend extra money and force teachers and employers to go out of their way for these supposedly blessed individuals? It also hurts researchers who are fighting for precious grant funding. Finally, touting ADHD's positive qualities also undermines the need for treatment. After all, why should we treat something that brings all of these benefits? Wouldn't that risk losing the good with the bad? I understand why some people like the idea that ADHD gives good qualities. After a lifetime of firsthand experience with all the headache and heartache that ADHD brings, it can sweeten the bitter pill to think that ADHD also brings these good qualities. Like I said before, I'm all in favor of helping folks with ADHD feel better about themselves. I just don't think this is the best way to do it. Fortunately, there is a better way. Rather than relying on something that's factually inaccurate, it's more helpful to keep in mind that you're more than your ADHD, that you have your own particular mix of strengths and weaknesses and your own personality. We all face the challenge of making the most of what we have to achieve what we want. Therefore, since you have all those good qualities anyway, it isn't necessary to assume that they came from your ADHD. If you're creative, then run with it. If you have above average intelligence, then use it to your advantage. Nobody can take those good qualities away from you, whether they came from your ADHD, your grandmother, or you know that radioactive spider that bit you. So all I'm saying here is to not give your ADHD credit that it doesn't deserve. These good qualities came from elsewhere. I'll go into this in more detail in upcoming podcasts, but I think it's important to value your strengths while accepting your weaknesses by keeping the following strategies in mind. Number one, build your weaknesses as best you can, whether they're ADHD-based or not. We don't get to choose our weaknesses, but we do have some some choice over what we do about them. Number two, use your strengths to work around the weaknesses that you can't improve. Don't feel as if you have to do things the way other people do if it doesn't work for you. Use your strengths creatively to make up for skills that you're weak in. It's better to do it differently than to not do it at all. Number three, and finally, be smart about the situations that you put yourself in. There's no pride in stubbornly putting yourself into into no-win situations. For example, if it's really hard for you to get to work on time, then maybe find a job that's more flexible about that. If you can't change your abilities, then change the, the demands that are placed on you. 
So there you have it. Hopefully I haven't taken a chip out of anyone's self-esteem or lost any listeners. You know, you deserve to feel good about yourself. More importantly, you deserve to feel good about yourself for real reasons, not just nice words. To carry that theme even further, our next episode will be Build Healthy Self-Esteem. Strong self-esteem comes from what we do and what we make of those experiences. This means doing better as well as learning to accept certain weaknesses and setbacks. So uh, as a final note here, thanks to everyone who keeps tuning in each week. You know, you make it worth squeezing this into my already crazy busy schedule. Um, But, you know, I mean, I'm having fun anyway, but I'm still glad that others are enjoying it too. So if you know others who you think might also enjoy it, then please let them know to check out adultadhdbook.com and see what it's all about. So until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.